of the golf. I'm going to get out of the way. And hopefully I hadn't killed this thing dead. But if you need to sing a chorus, you can always put some soul in it like you did last week or the week before, whenever that was. And, uh, you know, you, you can get us moving again, whatever you need to do. But just take your liberty tonight. And uh, we love the Goffs. What a blessing they have been. And I want him to come and preach to me tonight. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. I knew this service was going to be like this, so under your pew, I have a five-hour energy that each one of you can grab. Some of y'all got two. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Brother Hilton doesn't need any. He's got the placebo. <laughs> He's got enough in his system to last him for a while. <laughs> Amen. How many is glad to be in the house of God today? I'm so appreciative of the opportunity to be in the house of God, not just because I've been given this opportunity to stand behind this sacred desk, but simply because God is so good, and every chance I can get to worship Him, it's a chance I want to just put everything I have into it and just give Him all that I have. I firmly believe we're in the last days. And to echo what Pastor said this morning, I believe I would not be surprised at any moment for God to call His children home. And I look at every service. Is this my last one here on earth? Is this the last message I'll preach? If we only have but a short amount of time here on earth, what is my plan? And I want to give God all that I have. I want to be able to say, whenever he looks at me, I want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter now. Those are the words I want to hear. Not depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. But I want to have my heart right with God. Amen. I'm appreciative of what God is doing in the house tonight. And I'm so thankful, Bishop, that you have given me this opportunity and i kind of in the middle on which direction to go. If you'll just bear with me, saints of God, that God will give me the right step. I want to follow His lead. If we could lift our hands and ask God to touch the rest of this service. Heavenly Father, I love you. privilege to be in God's house. I drive down the road and often it goes through my mind, you know, how many of these folks even know about God? We see countless cars, we work in office buildings that have hundreds of people in there, and we wonder how many people actually know who God is. We go to the checkout line, 
and we look at people all around us, you can make the assumption that they don't know just based on looks, but God has reached in deep within the hearts of so many people. He's pulling a bride together. He's putting a church and assembling them together. And I want to be a part of it. I, as pastor, so beautifully preached this morning and talking about the virgins and the lamps and the oil. I want to have my lamp full. Not just enough to slosh around to make me feel like I'm okay. I don't need confidence. I need assurance. I have to know. I have to know that I'm on my way to heaven, and I have to know that each and every one of you are on your way to heaven. Responsibility as the minister of this gospel as I stand behind this desk is to get us all there and to do my job, what God has called us to do tonight. I have to hear Him tell each and every one of us, enter in, just like I want it for myself. I need to bear your burdens, but I also need to bear my own, as Pastor talked about this morning. But we have a job to do tonight. We've had our worship. We've had God touch us. And I believe, as what Bishop has said with Brother Weems, I so believe God is going to touch him. But God wants to touch some other hearts tonight. He wants to reach in and do some heart surgery on some folks tonight. He wants to reach down and do a work that no man can deny. He wants to let his anointing rest upon your heart and lead you and guide you in truth and get you out of the rut you're in and get your heart right and your attitude straight. And he wants you to live with it for him with all of your heart. God is wanting to do something in your heart tonight. Let's all stand and lift our hands and talk to him. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, God. I worship you. I thank you, Master. You're going to do a work tonight. You've confirmed it in your word already, Master. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you will prepare your heart just as you do in the physical of going to the hospital, you arrive early, you have few possessions, you have nothing of value in your pockets, you wait for them to call your name, and they take you back, and you put all that you have that represents you in a bag, and you put on their uniform. And you sit there in the bed and you wait for all the consultations and the doctors and the specialists to come in and confirm. God is doing the same here tonight. God needs you to lay aside every weight. He needs you to lay aside every distraction tonight. For but just a short time, I feel that God has a word for someone. And I want to be able to speak the word that God has given me, not of my flesh, but as the Spirit would utter tonight and reach into someone's heart and make an eternal difference. If you could just discard your preconceptions of Douglas Goff and the words I've ever said or my interactions with you, anything I've ever done to offend you, I want you to just lay it aside and let God speak to you because he's got a word for someone tonight. Hallelujah. If you believe it, say amen. 
I'm not saying hype. I'm feeling what God wants to do. It's just a few verses of Scripture. And those of you that this doesn't apply to, you'll love me. And I hope those that it does apply to love me even more. I promise not to hold you long, but if God so moves, I want him to have his will tonight. Amen. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 35. Brother Johnson, I did not have any of these in my notes. I apologize. I'm just going to springboard off into what I feel God has given me tonight. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 35 through 37. The word of God says, Ye shall do no unrighteousness in judgment, in meat yard, in weight, or in measure. Just balances, just weights, a just ephah, and a just hen. Shall ye have, I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall you observe all my statutes and all my judgments, and do them, I am the Lord. Amen. If you can lift your hands once again, lay your Bibles down, asking God to lead us through His Word tonight. We love you, Jesus. God, I so need your help right now, God. I'm going to follow you, Master, not of my own mind, not of my own desire. God, I'm going to follow you, Master. God, I ask you to touch us right now. Anoint, Master. Hallelujah. Anoint our hearts and our ears to hear. Hallelujah. 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 I love you, Jesus. Let's thank him tonight for what he's already done in this house. Lifting him up, giving him glory. Hallelujah. 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 I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. If you're going to help me tonight, you may be seated. I'm going to tell you the way that I have been feeling the spirit, the devil fighting me. I feel like I have no friends, just like Brother Westberg said. I have no friends. I feel like I am the lone ranger tonight in what I'm about to say. Bishop, I'm fully submitted to you. You check me at any time, and I will go a different route and yield this over to you. But I do feel a verse of Scripture that God laid on my heart Friday morning in the midst of a red-hot prayer meeting out of the blue. God laid this back on my heart. It had been in my spirit for quite some time and could not get a sense of direction for it. But I believe God has a quick word for someone tonight. In Leviticus, we talked about it. We see in chapter 19, you'll see in the verses of Scripture, if you read through there, you'll find where God had given to Moses all the things that they would do. This is at the very end of that list, how they would conduct themselves. And I won't go through the whole list of things, but he gave them the ordinance of which the children of Israel should govern and guide themselves and walk and represent him and be one of his children. We find at the very end, it begins to talk about uh, the just balances, and the just weights, and the just ephah, and the just hen. He says, shall ye have. 
And he says, I am the Lord your God which brought you out of the land of Egypt. And he begins to tell them about what he wanted for them to do business. And we find in Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 1, it says, A false balance is abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. God, from the very beginning, called his children to a high standard of integrity. God has established the weight and measure of things, whether that be for your business dealings, or in applying the teaching of God's word, or in obeying what the pastor has established. It is not for you to shave the weight or have a weight for church and a weight for when you leave this house of worship. It is not your prerogative. God so commanded, and I will spare you the time of going through verse after verse where God talks about how that the children of Israel should do business how they should handle each other and how they should interact with each other when they are conducting business with the exchange of goods, services, currency, whatever it may be, the things of value that had to be weighed. God was very particular. He brought it up in the very beginning and he reinforced it all throughout the Old Testament, talking about how that they need to have a just way. And it wasn't just something he was favorable of, but it was something that he delighted in his children having a just weight. Children, tonight in the house of God, church family, we have to be careful how we handle ourselves. We have to be careful how we manage our time, our resources, and how we manage our walk with God. Some may consider it an easygoing, happy-go-lucky. If I show up, I show up. If I read my Bible, read my Bible. If I kneel down to pray, I read my. I kneel down to pray. If I hear from God, it just happens to be ebb and flow with whatever it may be. But God tells us to lay down the weight of sin. And he asks us, if you will lay it down, if you will then pick up his cross, that is a weighted measure that has something that has an eternal impact. When we ask ourselves, our flesh, to be crucified, and we say, God, crucify me, and then we pick up his responsibility, his glory, his anointing, it has a just weight. We can't whittle down the cross to where it fits our ideas or our philosophy or what makes us feel good or I'll go to church if they'll preach this standard. It is a just weight of salvation that God has called us to put upon us. It's not upon us to say what's right and what's wrong. It's not upon us to kick against the pulpit and the pastor, the man of God, delivering the word of God, say, well, it doesn't fit my opinion. But God has said, pick up the weight that I have so prescribed you. Because as a man of God, a lady of God, a young person, we are asked to do things as God wants, not as you want. Calvary has an eternal weight. But there have been people that have whittled it down to where all you have to do is accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. They have shaved the weight off so that salvation 
Some may accept salvation in their heart, in their mind, but what they have grasped a hold of is not true salvation. They may have been sprinkled. They may have been immersed, but in the wrong titles. And, and, and they applied the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost to them instead of the only saving name of Jesus Christ. They may say they have salvation in their heart and they can sing the songs and, and they can read the scriptures and feel good about themselves, but they have changed the weight of salvation. And we come to church. And there are responsibilities that we as saints of God must have. And I'll be turning to Jeremiah uh, chapter 23 here in just a moment. But we have to be very careful on how we handle the responsibilities that God has placed upon us. My last passage of scripture in Jeremiah chapter 23. We're going to jump right in the middle of something. We find we have false prophets running their mouth. We have them trying to persuade the children of God. We're going to jump into verse 28. And it says, The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words every one from his neighbor. Behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that use their tongues and say, he saith. Behold, I am against them that do tell them, uh, falsify false dreams, and saith the Lord, and do tell them and cause my people to err by their lies, and by their lightness, yet I sent them not, nor commanded them, therefore, they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. And if I could leave you with this thought, and what I feel so impressed upon my heart tonight, is that there are some folks that have been listening to the wrong voices. There are some people that have been listening to the wrong words being whispered in their ear. It has caused them to go into a direction of error. It has caused them to go down a path thinking they're doing the right thing and following after the path that they think is right, but they have been listening to the wrong voices. Now, if I could just dabble of musicians, go ahead and come up. I'm almost done. If I could just jump off for just a moment. We like to give the devil credit. You don't even know a song yet, and I really don't care. Just come up here to make me shut up. You don't know just exactly what's going on, and you're just listening to voices. But I'm here to tell you today that there have been some folks that have been listening to the whispers. They've been listening to the voices, and they're wrong. They've been telling you things about your church, your pastor, and you believe them. There are people in this house of God tonight, I feel you have text messages that you would not dare show your pastor tonight. There have been conversations that you have been having that I feel you need to make right with God and with your pastor in your life. 
God is trying to tell you, you've been listening to some words. We like to give the devil credit and say, oh, he's been giving me a bad day. But some of you have been having face-to-face and personal conversations with someone who's driving you to error. It is upon you to reach down and say, God, restore back the voice in my life. Allow me to hear clearly the word of God. Let it ring so crystal clear so that it removes all doubt. So when the man of God gets up and preaches the word of God to me, it stirs my heart and still pushes me away. You have changed the weight of your relationship with God. And it's time for you to make it right, whether it be tonight, whether you come down to the altar and pray, but I feel you need to repent. God gave me this verse of scripture. And what he does is he goes on down and he tells them, he curses the false prophet. There are not the people to listen to. He gives them and rebukes them and tells them, don't even entertain the words they're saying. And God curses them in Jeremiah chapter 23. If I can tell you one thing, tonight stop listening stop responding it's of the devil it's not of any earthly good they're trying to destroy you and your life and they're trying to pull you out of the house of God can we stand tonight now you can say brother golf you just dropped your watermelon you don't have anything anything to base that on I don't but the spirit does I don't need to know who you are. I don't need to know anything about you. God gave me this word for you. It's time for you to respond. Saints of God, it's our church family. As pastor said this morning, it's upon us to create the atmosphere for someone to find repentance. It's time for us to get past what we think is stuck in our crawl with a person or the church and make our heart right with God. If you need to talk to the bishop after service, you better get in line and make it right with God because we only have but just a short amount of time before we hear a trumpet sound. I must be right with God. Let's lift our hands and worship him tonight. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. Now would be a time to find a place to pray. Search your heart and make sure God has not spoke to your heart. It's time to get past anything that's been an obstacle to you for weeks, months, or even years. God is wanting to make his bride ready. Fill your oil lamps full. Stand with pride. Fill the Holy Ghost. And let him make a difference in your life tonight. God wants to help somebody be saved in this house tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. Search me, God. Search me. Hallelujah. Forgive me for changing the weight, God. Forgive me for changing the standard by which I measure the church. But God, judge me with that weight of righteousness, of peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. God, allow it to be in my heart. Fill me, God, and change me from top to bottom, God. Make a difference in my life, God. Secure my salvation, Master. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's about assurance tonight, saints. It's about assurance tonight. It's about knowing down deep in your heart, I am on my way to heaven. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. How merciful you are, Savior. That's it. Talk to him tonight, saints. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I worship you, God. I worship you, God. Hallelujah, I magnify you, Savior.